Yes, it's cold. Yes, it's windy and it's snowing. But we're inside and we're warm and we got the dog and the wood stove going and it feels pretty good. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of January 30th, 2014. Actually, we're recording this a day early, uh, so we're not sure on the 30th exactly what the weather will be, but it's supposed to warm up. But what we want to talk about today is how blessed we are, what a difference a forecast of bad weather makes. Bad weather is not good, but when you have an accurate forecast ahead of time, then it makes such a difference. And let's be honest, the forecast was sliding around on us as you would expect it to be in a winter storm situation. Uh, We didn't know whether we were going to have Zero to two, one to three, two to four, two to five. Inches of snow, that is. Inches of snow. It turns out to be about an inch, maybe a little over an inch. And uh, not all that disruptive because we had such good warning about it. In fact, all of central Alabama and even in south Alabama, we were pretty much warned. I can't say how far south the forecast was. I know that the what we saw was a band that was predicted to go through... I believe it took in all of South Alabama because I know our friends Billy and Mondi in Spanish Fort um, had some a little bit of snow. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think we all knew that there was going to be a winter storm condition and we were thoroughly prepared. In our uh, area, right. And we have frost blanket on beds 9 and 11 and... We haven't tried to lift the frost blanket to see what's going on. It's been kind of nice to be inside. But we will certainly update uh, about that next week. Yes, it's actually not gone above freezing today at all. So I have had no desire to go out and disturb it, not to mention it just looks peaceful out there. You know, it's, oh, it is. It's, it's, um, it, it looks as, and, and once I disrupt the layer of snow that's on top, it might leak into the beds. I just don't know what it would do. So I'm, I, and our and forecast low is 16 tonight. In so. other words, we'd want to keep it covered anyway. That's exactly right. I don't want to disrupt whatever's going on under there So until continuing we have to. with the idea of our preparation, we had plenty of food and fresh water put by uh, so that we could get to it if we needed to. Got all of our traveling done so we could stay put here and didn't need to go anywhere. That includes the grocery shopping, which I did in Montgomery at Publix on uh, Monday, and with the prediction, already the grocery store was a zoo. Yes, there was some bread still on the shelves when I left. (laughs) There was some milk still available, but, you know, that panic that often gets into people as we hear the S word um, being pronounced. For those of you not in the area, the S word is snow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we moved our vehicles into position so that there was l- less of a risk that they would be um, confined here on the farm. Now, obviously, once they get out on the street, we can't control that, but we wanted to make sure we didn't l- allow mm-hmm. ourselves to be blocked in by ice and snow here on the farm. So we moved them 
up where we could get them out easily. And that's turned out to not be an issue traveling yeah. from Didn't one need to go anywhere. building to another. I'm just saying our our little stretch of oh, driveway that we have true. really held up pretty nicely. And we planned uh, several activities indoors. You and Adrian uh, spent a very peaceful day during the, the actual snow day, uh, enjoying tea and visiting mother and daughter. That was and very I had pleasant. a long conference call with my brothers about the lake place. Um, and we sense that we're not alone. We think that most of us down here, I would say Clanton and South, came through this fairly well. And, and including people, you, we were going to mention that we spent a lot of time indoors um, studying up on chickens. Studying and arguing about chickens. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a, a rollicking good argument about uh, whether we need roosters. That, that was really the, the crux of the argument. But it, and you we know, think we've resolved it in the way we normally resolve our arguments by my giving in to you. Oh, very funny. <laughs> but I think that's something that's, um, you know, we're not accustomed, at least over the past few years, to having this much of a winter that drives us inside. But it just goes to show, I think, that part of running a farm is having a chance to make plans and do research and that um, this has given us a golden opportunity to do just that. I dragged out all my copies, or actually your copies, it was your gift subscription, of Backyard Poultry. And so we've been reading those and um, getting online and reading about what people think about certain breeds of chickens. So it's it's been a good time, even though it's been, well, our heart goes out to those who are not so fortunate as and to have the warning then, that we did. And that causes us to shift the conversation from those of us who had good warning to those of us who didn't. And specifically here, we are speaking of our many friends in the Birmingham area, which was our home before we moved down here to the farm. They just got blasted by surprise. That's right. They, in fact, um, I was actually supposed to go to Birmingham the day of the snow, well, today, the 29th, and um, and I knew ahead of time that was unlikely to happen, but we thought it was only because I would be blocked in. And, and as a matter of fact, as of the night of the 28th, all the roads in Elmore County, our county, were closed. And if I can remind you, your husband suggested in a, a moment's foolishness that you might consider traveling up to Birmingham so you would be ahead. there safe away from the snow, if you yes, remember. Yes, so that I'd be ready to go do my job on the 29th. Uh, well, which would have been a terrible idea. It would have been idea. awful because what, I mean, you don't have to hear, hear it from us. Um, it's documented that what happened in Birmingham was, as a matter of fact, they were hit every bit, if not harder, than we were, except they weren't prepared. So people were at work. And children were in school, and um, people got stranded on interstates and uh, had to abandon their cars, and children were stuck at school and parents elsewhere or teachers staying with children at school because they had to be there to protect them, and then their own children were somewhere else. So it's just there were just so many cases that we know of and our hearts go out to all of our friends and the, even people we don't know who are going through that who are suffering through that and you have some friends at Samford who had to spend the night on campus because they had no place exactly they just couldn't get out there were faculty students um 
staff people, um, people in other lines of work on the campus who uh, simply could not get off, could not get away. I mean, and even though they closed the university, they could not get home. Uh, so we do realize how fortunate we were that we had the warning and what a difference it makes if you know it's coming and if your city officials, your county officials, your state officials, um, the people who run businesses, school systems, if they have the judgment to go ahead and cancel those activities ahead of time. Which brings up our next case, which is Atlanta. Atlanta, to our knowledge, had a, the very same warning that we did here in uh, central Alabama, uh, but reacted differently. I think there was a certain amount of chutzpah, perhaps, that was uh, driving the reaction that a big city has to a uh, winter storm. It's just hard to know. We don't really know why. True. They we honestly don't know. But a and lot of we businesses do have and... a great deal of sympathy for those poor people who have been hit so hard by the storm. Uh, but for whatever reason, even though the forecast gave them plenty of notice, the city, the uh, metropolitan area in general, was not as well prepared and therefore has been much more adversely affected. Yeah, yeah, because if the business didn't close, then the commuter needed to go to work and what happened when they got there is even though the business may have said, oh, well, we're going to close early, head home, when that many cars, I couldn't tell you the number, but, you know, you can find the footage, I'm sure, on the Internet. When that many cars hit the interstates at one time, um, it just spells disaster. And, again, you had cases of people abandoning, abandoning their cars, um, being stuck in their cars. It's just it was really a terrible situation. We are big on telling you that we do not make allness statements, and we were reminded of that again. Not Today was not the first day. I think yesterday was the first day. We've always said we never have to use the wood stove in the middle of the day because the sun, if it's on a cold day, the sun comes in and it warms everything up. Well, now we can say until that winter of 2014, we never <laughs> had to use the wood stove That's right. in the middle of the day. Uh, but the last two days, we have felt very comfortable lighting a fire in the wood stove, even in the middle of the day, because it was a little more cold than felt comfortable. We were, it's not like we were miserable, but hey, we've got the wood, we've got the stove, why not use it and enjoy it? Exactly. And, you know, some some there has been some sunlight. It's not been bright. It's a typical wintry kind of day with even when there's sun, it's sort of peeking through the clouds and there's sort of a constant cloud cover. Um, but so that that's not adequate to warm the place. And the fact that it has not gone above freezing all day, and in fact it hit, but what, 28 and now it started back down. You know, it's it's one of those days. You just need a fire. So now we can look to the future, and in our case, remembering, of course, that we are, up, we are after all, in central Alabama, we have a big thaw in our near-term future. Very near-term. <laughs> the forecast is telling us to expect highs in the mid-60s by this weekend, that is, within two or three days from now. So uh, things will have a whole different feel by then, and we're looking forward to it. Yes, and even tomorrow, I think it's supposed to get 
above freezing, and I will venture out to check on the vegetables and see how everybody's doing out there. Tomorrow being the day this podcast is published, so by the time you're hearing this, chances are we're out of that freezing zone and are beginning to check on things and thaw out. Now, there is another occurrence of the S-word next week, but this one's not nearly so scary because it's a more typical snow event, a little warmer. I think the uh, highs, I mean the lows rather, are only down in the low 30s, and the highs immediately go well above freezing after the snowfall. So we're not expecting any big problems. Right, with the roads that. should clear relatively quickly. And but again, I think after seeing what has happened with uh, when people are caught off guard and systems are caught off guard. We'll be prepared that just in case it gets a little colder than they think it is, we'll be ready. Sounds good. We hope that wherever you are, you're safe and warm and healthy, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. Take care. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.